The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Dan Mitchinson. Oakland's police chief, Lauren Armstrong, is on administrative leave, and that is where we start this hour. This follows a report about a botched investigation into officer misconduct at the police department. It's KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon reports it's the latest scandal to hit Oakland's trouble department. An OPD sergeant collided with a parked car in a department vehicle, fled the scene, and failed to report it. Then the same sergeant fired his gun inside a police headquarters elevator and tried to cover it up. And according to the report released by the federal judge who oversees the OPD, Chief Armstrong signed off on the internal review of the sergeant without discussion. The issue is not just about whether one or the other police officer did or didn't do the wrong thing. To city council member at large, Rebecca Kaplan, none of that matters. She says the bigger issue is that internal police misconduct reviews are inherently flawed because police shouldn't be investigating themselves. Unless there is a system of oversight that can investigate these allegations that can be trusted to function, then in any individual case, we'll never have a just outcome. She says it's not about whether Chief Armstrong keeps his job or not. Even the progressives on Oakland City Council and civil rights attorneys who've sued the department say he's an effective leader who moved a troubled department toward transparency. What matters, Kaplan says, is how the new mayor, Shang Tao, implements independent civilian investigations of police misconduct. In Oakland, I'm Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS. Meanwhile, the mayor is expected to speak on this latest development uh, this morning. KCBS's Mike DeWald will have a live update for us when that gets underway. A Windsor man has been arrested in Petaluma on allegations of carrying a concealed ghost gun. 22-year-old Jeremy Brown was arrested after being pulled over on southbound Highway 101 for allegedly weaving in and out of lanes. An officer searched his car and smelled pot. Brown was taken into custody and booked into Sonoma County Jail on charges that included possessing a loaded, non-serialized gun. Tankers defaced popular Chinatown mural this week. As KCBS's David Welch reports, neighborhood and city leaders are joining the effort to restore the painting. Although the graffiti didn't convey any specific messages of hate, city attorney David Chu described it as a disheartening assault on the Chinatown community. Buddy says that same community knows how to handle adversity. We've had many crises in recent years from the pandemic and the recession and anti-Asian hate. But we have taken this moment and we continue to turn it into a positive energy. The mural was commissioned along the outside wall of Chinatown's Art and Media Center. The gallery and meeting space serves as the home to Chinatown's Media and Arts Collaborative. Bijun Liang was one of two artists that created the mural. She seemed to be taking the vandalism in stride. It's also an opportunity to actually draw new additional elements to the mural. And perhaps it's a way for different voices of the community to actually be part of the mural as well. Liang says she's hoping to get started on restoring her work as soon as possible. In San Francisco's Chinatown, David Welch, KCBS. Well, U-Haul is offering to help people whose homes got hit hard by the recent rains. Here's KCBS's Kathy Whitman. Many people have been returning to their homes now that the rains have ended to find the headache of mud-filled rooms and water damage. So U-Haul is offering 30 days of free storage to California residents who need to protect the items that aren't damaged. Fortunately, U-Haul has the infrastructure and the products available to help in times of natural disasters like the flooding that we're seeing in California right now. Andy Batchelor with U-Haul says they're offering clean, dry storage at 10 of their facilities nearby. We've got Fremont, 
Roseville, Sacramento, and a couple in San Francisco as well. All of the available facilities are listed on their website at myuhaulstory.com. Click on What's New. Customers who don't already have an existing storage unit can take their items to the facility and will be given a place to store their items for 30 days free of charge. U-Haul is also offering free U-Box containers that are delivered to a resident's home. Folks can load their U-Box at home, and then the U-Box would go and be stored at our storage warehouses. Also free for 30 days. Kathy Whitman, KCBS. San Mateo County officials are asking for people living or working in unincorporated areas of the county to fill out a survey to help estimate the damage caused by a series of recent winter storms. Survey on the county's website will help determine if the county will qualify for state or federal assistance. The county declared a local state of emergency back on January 3rd because of the storms. Feathers continue to fly over the price of eggs, topping seven bucks in parts of California this weekend. CBS News correspondent Allison Keyes with the update. People are shell-shocked over the price of eggs amid inflation and bird flu, and some are moving to raise chickens in their backyards. But there's also a spike in egg smuggling at the southern border as travelers bring them in from Mexico. A carton of 30 eggs there runs about $3.40, but in California, a dozen eggs cost more than 7 bucks. Some grocery chains are limiting how many cartons customers can buy, and those smuggling eggs in from the border are risking thousands in fines. All right, Bay Area forecast, no rain in our extended forecast. Weather looks nice. 50s today, slightly warmer next week, clear and cold again tonight into the 30s in many areas. You may run into some fog in the northern San Joaquin Valley and the Sacramento Valley. And uh, boy, this guy has been called a teen crochet prodigy, picking up his first pair of hooks when he was five. Taught himself how to crochet. He now has a business so popular he's had to stop taking orders. And joining us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline is Jonah Larson. Hey, Jonah. Hello. How are you today? Well, I'm very good, thank you. So tell me, you're, you're, you're 15 years old. You've been doing this since five. What got you interested in crocheting at some, uh, such a young age? You know, I got interested in crochet after I found a crochet hook. And my mom found me a YouTube tutorial on how to crochet a dishcloth. And I made that dishcloth in about an hour. And after that, I went on to the next project, which was likely a scarf and then a hat, and kept progressing my skills and trying new things. And now I got to the point where I am today. <laughs> well, you, you seem, I, I was looking at some of the, the, the things that you've done, and you seem to pick this up pretty quickly. Uh, were your, your parents or your friends surprised that this, this came so easy to you? My mom was especially, because after she found me that tutorial, um, I sat down at our kitchen table, and she had to do a few things around the house. And when she came back, she expected to come back to a mess of yarn and just a bunch of yarn tangled together. And instead, she came back to a beautifully made dishcloth. And that's to me that it just clicked and that I needed to keep doing this and see how far I could go. What is it that you like about this? There's three main things that I really like about crochet and fiber arts in general. Number one, it's very relaxing. Number two, I can make a beautiful thing with just a ball of yarn and a crochet hook. And number three, I can do good with it, and I can also make other people happy, as well as my charitable work in Ethiopia. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, because you, you were adopted by your parents. You're originally from, from Ethiopia, and I understand that you've helped raise a lot of money to help your village back there. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, when my parents came to adopt me, the workers at the orphanage um, who took really good care of me as best as they could. They told my mom and dad 
not to let me forget my roots or my heritage or where I came from. And with that, my mom and dad and I worked so hard with thousands of my crochet friends, some celebrities, and all sorts of other folks to give those kids who would have been my peers a library, a fully equipped science lab, a new set of restrooms for the female students, desks for the classrooms who didn't have any, and now we're also working on giving them a soccer team that with the accompanying uniform, shoes, soccer balls, and everything else that they don't currently have. Wow. Well, I, I, I mean, you, you've become this sort of, I don't want to say mini-celebrity, because you're all over the, the Internet these days, it seems like, you know, on social media and TV. What's, what's that like for you, getting all this attention for doing what you're doing? You know, at the start for my first few interviews or TV shows, it was a little nerve-wracking, but now I've gotten to the point where I'm just happy that I, in conjunction with my mom and thousands of other people, are just helping people and can do a lot of good things. And, you know, of course, I can still make beautiful crocheted items. Where, where do you get the money to, to buy uh, what you need, the yarn and everything? Well, yarn is very expensive, um, and I have a sponsor, Yarn Inspirations, who helps me out with that because they... Biggest yarn company in North America, and they have all sorts of different yarns I'm able to use when I need to to help keep crochet alive and teach the art to so many more people. Was there ever a point when you were younger that that uh, people you went to school with or in the neighborhood did they did they make fun of what you were doing? Did you have to defend what you were doing, or or you just have a tough skin over it? Absolutely not. Everyone loved it. Um, you know, my, my classmates and my friends really loved it because in seventh grade, um, I actually brought one of the globe trotters to school and crocheted with them, and then he did some tricks for them in the gym. Um, so, yeah, they loved it, and it, I've never gotten any bad feedback. It's just everyone loves it. They love the things that I can make. They love for me to teach them, and they love the effect that it has on all sorts of people around the world. Well, so what do you know at this point, what, what do you want to do when you're older now? Are you, are you going to college? I'm most definitely going to college. Uh Um, The plan that I've had for maybe 10 years now, for it's been quite a while, is I plan on being a surgeon. Um, What type or what specialty or sub-level, I'm not quite sure yet, but I know I want to be a surgeon because that focus and hand dexterity from the crocheting, I'm pretty sure will help me in the surgery room. Jonah, I know you're 15, but I feel like I'm talking to a 45-year-old, and I am so impressed, as I know so many thousands of others, um, by what you've done and how much money you've raised and how many people that you've, you've helped. So I appreciate you taking some time out on this weekend. What are you going to do now? Are you going to go back and crochet, or do you give yourself some time off from that? Well, my family are probably going to go out to dinner and then maybe go skiing and have a nice weekend. All right. And- well, you- for Shane later. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jonah, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And your work is is just amazing. That is uh, Jonah Larson, uh, who started crocheting when he was five. He has been donating money to organizations, and he's 15 now. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts. And stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, Play KCBS Radio.